The following program is intended for mature audiences. What's up, Todd? Racking the box already. Yep. The Nasty Habits box. The Nasty Habits box, yes. So uh, I've been talking about doing an unsploitation show for a while. We thought, well, we didn't review that box set, so we both have it. So We've been playing it on it for like a year. Why not? <laughs> yes. But, you know, talk general non-sploitation. So, uh, yeah, guys, uh, if you're... Uh, if you're into non-sploitation, maybe we can teach you a thing or two and review these awesome movies. Um, so, Todd, before we get started, do you have like an all-time favorite? Because there's so many different... Non-sploitation kind of covers a lot. You've got the... Uh, well, you got the Japanese non-sploitation. Yeah. you got the Mexican non-sploitation, Italy. A lot of people tackled it, and it, it kind of covers the wide variety not all just like uh bump and grind flicks either i'm gonna have to do pull what you pulled on the the our recent review show i i, I can't answer that right now <laughs> i figured you'd be a satanico pandemonium guy but or an alicarda guy i'm a big alicarda guy the only one that's stuck on my head which is not my pick but it does make sense that sister emmanuel <laughs> hey that's non-sploitation it is i know it is and it combines that with that so it's like the first one that jumps in my head but yeah. wouldn't be my top pick yeah it's hard for me to pick a top i am a big alicarda fan I might like alicarda more than satanico pandemonium uh but See, when they get to religious is when they lose me like just horny nuns works for me fine but then you add some like actual well but they're all religious though yeah, but the summer like not more, in a good way. But I mean, <laughs> some are more like they're they're just about these horny nuns, and other ones are like we're gonna add some some more to it. Can you imagine if Kirk Cameron tried to make a non-sploitation <laughs> movie? And then uh, SR... <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not di- believing your tears. You're disappointing the Lord. <laughs> oh, <man. sighs> oh, we gotta make that happen. We need to we need to call Kirk's people and see what he thinks. I'll, I'll maybe, get on it on IMDb Pro. And we'll find it. Maybe a collab. I think I'll we can make this work. <laughs> yeah, man. We need we need that to happen. Well, anyways, uh, who thought we would be name dropping Kirk Cameron tonight? But we did. Uh, so just a brief history of nunsploitation, which can kind of be traced back to a lot of things, but two books. In, well, a few different books in particular, uh, starting with uh, Denis Diderot's 1796 novel, uh, La Religieuse, or The Nun, which I'm sure, yeah, I butchered that. Uh, that was uh, a big one, which we'll be talking about a little bit more in a little bit. But also, 
out a big one in in my opinion not too long well a uh, little bit longer before what we think of as non-exploitation but Aljuis Huxley's non-fiction novel The Devils of Ludon uh, from 1952, which is actually based on a true story from uh, the 17th century in which uh, Urbane Grandier, who was a priest who was burned alive at the stake for seducing an entire convent of nuns, of Ursuline nuns, and uh, supposedly causing them to be possessed. Possessed by the D, am I right, Todd? <laughs> uh, and this was actually a story that was adapted into... The super controversial, one of the most controversial movies of all time, 1971's uh, The Devils from director Ken Russell. And uh, there's some other uh, literature that kind of factors into this. Actually, one that predates Huxley's novel, uh, which is uh, book... Uh, uh, the book Dreams of Roses and Fire, which was from Avond Johnson, a Swedish author that came out in 49. And that was also about the Ludon possessions. Um, and uh, there's also some films that we don't think of as non-sploitation, really, but kind of a, a precursor. There was uh, Mother Joan of the Angels, which was a 1961 Polish film that was based, again, on the Ludon Possessions uh, story. And that one, you're getting a little bit closer at this point to where we get like some of our what we think of as the bump and grind naughty nuns genre. There was also, 1966's The Nun from director Jacques Rivet, uh, which was a more serious adaptation of Denis Diderot's book, The Nun, uh, which was a big inspiration on some of the films uh, that we'll talk talk about tonight. But the Italian nunsploitation boom, which we're going to more or less be covering right now, that really kicked off with the huge success of The Devil in 1971. And it had a pretty good run. Uh, there was also at the time, and they talk a little bit about this in some of the special features, there was a uh, renewed uh, interest in the story of the nun of Monza uh, going on in Italian culture at the time. There were also a series of films. They were kind of medieval-themed uh, comedies, some of them kind of medieval-themed sex comedies that were hitting at the box office. And, um, yeah, there were movies like uh, Lady of Monza from 1969 from uh, Visconti that uh, also kind of factored into this as well. This strange little subgenre that, you know, probably all of you have watched. Hopefully you've all watched The Devils. That's a movie I think any serious cinema lover should check out. And I believe, actually, I did a commentary on that one with the uh, with Lorne. Maybe not on his channel, but I know we did a devil's commentary at one point that you should all go and check out. Um, so before I get into the movies, Nunsploitation was not just relegated to, to Italy. Uh, we had Japanese films like uh, Norafumi Suzuki's 1974 uh, movie, School of the Holy Beast, 
if you're making a list, School of the Holy Beast should be on, on it. Uh, Cloistered Nun, Runa's Confession, which was uh, also, I believe, 76 from Masaru Kanuma. Uh, Sister Lucia's Dishonor from 1978. Uh, there's uh, a decent chunk of Japanese films. A lot of people will go to the Mexican ones, though. Satanico Pandemonium uh, from 75 or Alucarda also from uh, 1975. Those are also must-sees if you're diving heavy into the non-sploitation genre. And uh, I am somebody that did go to Catholic school for a while. So these movies have a particular interest to me because I experienced some of that. None of them, none, no, like, bump and grind lesbian action. unfortunately god damn it claudio fragasso lying to me <laughs> but yeah yeah and uh <laughs> uh another one that i always bring up that doesn't get a lot of love is uh, jess franco's letters of a portuguese nun yeah and uh, also the demons actually from 72 also yeah from jess franco that's a big one and uh, that was actually based on a book from uh, uh, 1669, uh, Les Lettres Portuguese, uh, which I'm assuming translates to letters of a Portuguese nun. But that was published in 1669 and centered on a nun uh, in a convent who is in love with a nobleman. And it was written from her perspective. And that's what Jess Franco adapted. A lot of skin. Obviously, I think uh, Jess Franco's movie is a little bit more spicy than the book, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, it also hit the mainstream. We recently had a film called Benedetta from Paul Verhoeven, uh, which is about the nun of Monza, which you can check that one out. Um, and uh, there's also a Domenico Paola 1973 film called The Nun and the Devil, uh, which Another one to add to your list, uh, Inside Convent Walls from 1978. That's a really good movie. Uh, Inside Convent Walls uh, and uh, The Sinful Nuns of St. Valentine from 74. That's another personal favorite from Sergio Greco. Uh, So there you go. A little bit of background before we jump into the movies tonight. And I know everyone seems to like it when they can actually make a list because I've said it before, like... uh, as streaming kind of becomes more and more dominant, it's not a lot of these things streaming. So you want to check these out. We need to build the fan base for some of these subgenres. Uh, and with that being said, we will kick it off with uh, our first movie. We'll do it in order of release. We'll start with the oldest, go to the uh, uh, newest film. Our first one from 1972 and director Sergio Bergonzelli. Christiana Devil Nun. All right. Thinking she is about to die in a plane crash, a hot-blooded nymphomaniac played by the elusive Todi Achille in her only film role impulsively devotes her life to the Lord. But when Christiana enters a convent, her still insatiable urges uh, will lead to acts of blasphemy that include lesbianism, prostitution, and an unholy desire for... Jesus himself. Uh, 
uh, Vasily uh, Karis and uh, Magda Konopka co-star in this funny, touching, and bizarre film as truthful as it is exploitive. Also known as Our Lady of Lust and written and directed by Sergio Bergonzoli, uh, who did a, a giallo that I'm quite fond of called In the Folds of the Flesh. And featuring uh, the longer Italian version as well as the hot American cut released as Loves of a Nympho. All right. So, um, yeah, once again, you may have uh, found this under Our Lady Lust or Love of a Nympho back in the day. But uh, Christiana Devil Nun is what Severin put out. And, yeah, so... Um, so this also kind of has some good information on the extras. We won't run all of the extras down, but this is actually a loose sort of sequel, really more of a cash in on the director's earlier film, Christiana student of scandal uh, with Melissa Longo in the title role. That's a very totally different film, but that's essentially what they were kind of cashing in on this one along of course with the uh with the 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 devils at this point taking the world by storm uh so the tone of this if you're just diving in or maybe you've only seen a couple non-sploitation films uh the whole airplane flight really kind of plays it for laughs uh there's a, a couple uh fucking and joining the mile high club on the airplane and just in front of everybody i cannot imagine that you would even get the head in before you're tackled by the air marshal uh, well i was just on an airplane recently <laughs> uh, how do you fuck in an airplane bathroom i go to such lengths to not have to use the bathroom on an airplane man i can i i literally like my head was like against the fucking wall to be able to use that fucking thing oh dude yeah, uh, I, I'm telling you, like, I'm ready to die by the time I land in L.A. Uh, the last time I was there, because I don't drink. <laughs> like, I'm not taking any, trying to take any kind of piss on an airplane. Um, so, yeah, so it maybe not the tone you're used to, because the plane starts going down while they're banging, and uh, Christiana makes her deal with God to change her ways and become a nun if she's saved. Uh, which she does, kind of a kind of a goofy setup for an exploitation <laughs> movie, but it it kind of works. Her mom is trying to stop her from being a nun, um, and uh, there's a a painter at the convent who wants to use Christiana as a as a model, and uh, of course Christiana is not really built to be a nun, so uh, uh, so some. Some titties and hilarity ensue. No, not really. It's it's not a comedy, but um, but it, it still delivers some nudity. Now, this is not the most brutal or uh, blasphemous of non-exploitation movies. I mean, they all are, of course, by their very nature. Uh, but uh, this this one was it has never been my favorite i do enjoy it uh quite a bit but it, it's again for a newbie i would not jump in with christiana 
I, I don't think it would be a good one to sort of hook you. Some of those earlier films I mentioned might be uh, a, a better bet because the tone really is kind of all over the place. It's kind of a darker ending, yet we kick it off with all this sort of uh, comedy. This, this at times leans a little bit more into the drama. It's a little lighter. There's nothing... Uh, there's nothing too hardcore in this one. There's not a lot of punishment. A lot of these films are really known for their uh, sadomasochism. There's always, you know, whippings, tortures, torture going on by Mother Superior. Uh, this is a little bit lighter on that stuff. And I liked it as a seasoned exploitation fan, but I don't think it's going to hit the same way. What about you, Todd? What did you think of uh, Christiana Devilman? I'm sure you've seen it before, but I have, and and I do enjoy it. But I also agree with you about the not. This is more for the uh, moderate to advanced viewer of the nunsploitation. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not a first time uh, view. Um, you mentioned some good ones. Uh, I do like this one, but again, it, it, it's. I'd recommend it to you, but not a first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still some skin yeah. in this. Uh, I thought the whole like Satan festival thing was amusing, but it never really like fully capitalizes on everything. Uh, like I said, the tone shifts yeah. more than anything. It, it'd be, it's not the first one you're necessarily going to want to watch uh, if you're just a traditional exploitation uh fan uh very soap opera ish i mean you know christiana's man's getting banged by the other girl (laughs) and uh it's yeah it's not as nasty as as your jess franco films or certainly you know alucarda or some of those uh other films uh, the japanese ones are all pretty depraved so if you want that you can you can uh, tackle School of the Holy Beast or some of those movies. Uh, so, uh, for me, I still give it three stars, though. I do like the movie a lot. <laughs> Just, it's not the the best entry point. Yeah, I think that's my biggest problem with that, too. It's not, like, the best entry point. Mm-hmm. I think if you're an exploitation fan, you'll at least enjoy it, but I don't think this is going to turn anyone into a specific non-exploitation fan. But it's definitely above average, so I'm a three also. Yeah, like if, if you're diving into like a different subgenre, the um, let's just say the World War II exploitation subgenre, uh, like Salon Kitty's a good place to enter there. Right. Um, you know, uh, I mean, really, it's got to be the devils, I suppose, you know, really, probably the best made of all of the non-exploitation movies. Uh, if you're only picking see, my one. thing with starting there is you start out your bar gets set too high. <laughs> it might. I mean, again, you're dealing with smaller films and everything, um, but yeah. So, all right, moving on into our next film, 1973's "Story of a Cloistered Nun" from director Domenico Pe- Pola. Polella. God, I need to 
I'm part Italian. I should be able to nail these names better, but uh, uh, but I am a fan of the director. And in this one, uh, in 1973, director, co-writer Domenico, having launched the genre a year earlier with the Nuns of Saint Archangel, uh, established a new nunsploitation standard via superior production values, an impressive international cast, and a an lurid narrative adapted from authentic 17th century chronicles forcing into forced into a strict convent by her parents an aristocratic maiden played by eleonora georgie of inferno fame will discover a catechism of depravity that includes savage floggings lesbian role play illicit sex and murder Susie Kendall of torso and bird with the crystal plumage Catherine spock uh, who's the it girl of the 60s of uh, also of cat of nine tales martin bruchard and umberto orsini co-star in a non-sploitation classic that feels like a historical document also known as the unholy convent and love story of a nun all right so uh story of a cloistered nun um uh so this I'm a big Susie Kendall fan for one. I mean, uh, Spasmo, Torch, Torso, uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage, Circus of Fear, Tales the Witness Madness. I always really enjoyed uh, her work quite a bit. Uh, also, Martine Bouchard, she had a good run. She was in Eyeball, the Umberto Lenzi film, which I know we covered as part of our Jalo series. We did. Uh, way back she was also uh had a nice run she was in violent professionals which uh was directed by the great sergio martino i'm a big fan of italian police crime flicks like that and the violent professionals is just fantastic she was also in the nun and the devil uh really good cast in this one and uh and it kind of opens up where we see these two babies in in 1624 and these two families basically promise them to each other uh, in marriage to unite the families and their fortunes. And um, uh, we go to present day where uh, Julia, uh, we see Carmela basically knowing she's about to, be in an arranged marriage so she's kind of you know banging her true love before she gets sent away to a nunnery uh by uh her disgraced uh mother uh who's just family who's furious with her the nuns strip carmella we get all the typical things you'd expect in a nunsploitation movie you get more of that here um again not the most uh, vile of non-exploitation movies, uh, but you do get the typical whippings. These are very BDSM heavy uh, films uh, in a lot of ways, and uh, you will see that like at any kind of like fetish club. Uh, even if people aren't aware of it, they're essentially yeah. You know, well, yeah. I mean, this the Catholic schools groomed y'all. I mean, not just for other reasons, but to to uh, like to be bossed around. I was untouched. I wasn't even talking that way. I mean, they're grooming you to all be submissives. 
<laughs> that is true. That is true. So that kind of makes sense uh, with the aesthetic. Um, so obviously she's not cut out to be a nun either because we wouldn't have a movie if she was. And um, this is true. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of like politics. Sister Philomena is kind of the rat who's like a spy for Mother Superior in this one. And uh, Carmela gets whipped by Philomena, who seems to be enjoying herself quite, quite, quite a bit <laughs> while doing it. Uh, she's very savage. Um, I think this one will appeal more like to fans of this type of film. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of humiliation, not the most graphic again. Uh, in this this batch of films, but uh, uh, but uh, Julian, of course, arrives and wants to take her away from the nunnery. And uh, uh, well, you have to watch it to see if things work out. But uh, uh, yeah, so this actually has a pretty good ending. Um, definitely one that I think will piss off a lot of religious people but there's still like a story this isn't just soft core non-sploitation um i thought i actually thought the ending was really really strong uh in this one uh i don't want to reveal everything but the way uh some of the characters come together at the end i thought was pretty cool uh it's one of the better made non-sploitation movies for sure and should be on your list to check it out. And yeah, Todd, what did you think of this one? Where does this, where does story of a cloistered nun rank for you? This is one I've seen a, a few times before. Um, You're a big Susie Kendall guy too, aren't you? I yeah, or so. Yeah, I I am. I do like this one. I think we're getting closer to an entry level um, nun exploitation with this one. Mm -hmm. Um. I think it delivers everything you want. I, I think some might want it a little lighter though, but um, overall, yeah. like this story, like this is a non-sploitation film. You it, want uh, something maybe kind of in between before you get too sadistic, but still, you know, kind of a story there. At yeah. The same time. It's like trying to find that perfect one. But if you're already a fan, I think you're going to really like this one. Or if you're went to Catholic school, like Dan, <laughs> There you go. You're gonna be all about this one. Not a lot of good looking nuns, though. Can't this say I true. had like my Emmanuel nun. Yeah. <laughs> this that that is one one thing with this one. Yes. So uh well hopefully, I give this I'll oh, go for it. No, I was just gonna say hopefully we'll be able to actually talk Sister Emmanuel this year because they promised us 2023 we're getting that box. Oh Emmanuel's yeah. box. Yeah, well, I, we hope we can only hope we're going to get into Emmanuel's box, but I don't know, Todd. Well, Laurie Gemser's still alive out there somewhere. They got so. an interview. All right, but <laughs> yes, we're rating it. Sorry, I got distracted by the thoughts of uh, Black Emmanuel box. Yes, I am three and a half on this one. Yeah, I'm a three on this one. I do like this one. Sweet, sweet. Well. I'm going to predict that I think we're coming up on a film that you will like because it is from the great Joe D'Amato. Uh, 
1979 director Joe Joe D'Amato. Uh, Images in a Convent. One of the, I think, the better known ones. Yeah. Uh, the same year he made Beyond the Darkness, uh, smut writer-director legend Joe D'Amato unleashed this strange and sleazy nunsploitation. One to pull out for those who think they've seen it all. When an orphaned young countess is sent to a remote nunnery for her own protection, she will instead discover a cloister of perversion rife with sapphic lust, sisterly S&M, satanic hysteria, and more. Paola Senatori, Marina Hedman, Maria Rosario Riusi, Giovanna Maynardi, and uh, a big cast of Euro exploitation legends uh, star in this trashy, impudent, and disgusting rosary dropper now scanned in 2K, blah, blah, blah. Uh, looks great. Fantastic. I should also say again, I know we're not doing a lot of the technical specs since it's a later review on the box set. Uh, everything looks great. Severin did a fantastic job. Um, so this one is, again, based on The Nun, the book by uh, Danny Diderot that I talked about earlier, which really was kind of a uh, blueprint for non-sploitation films in a lot of ways. And uh, uh, so this one does have some political commentary in between all the sleaze, uh, which of course the book certainly does too, because that's the thing. These movies do have a point. Uh like the uh, the World War II Nazi exploitation films, I wouldn't necessarily say they have <laughs> much of a point. They're a lot of fun, but uh, there's there's not a whole lot of uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, social commentary in uh, you know stuff like that. If we're being honest, Elsa She Wolf of the SS doesn't exactly have. <laughs> A lot of social commentary, uh, but these non-exploitation movies really do. They're a commentary on uh, society and uh, st stuff like the non-exploitation genre, which Cat uh, Ellinger talks about. This is always a great commentary. Uh, kind of like came around because movies needed to compete with TV at this point. I mean, you weren't going to see non-exploitation, Nazi exploitation, women in prison films that's why we got so much of this uh, around this time in the 70s and 80s uh, because you know some people weren't going to the theaters like they should and they had to get a little bit more graphic to to get them back there um this one's uh this one's a little bit more light on the uh like some of the S&M uh elements that you'd expect uh there's a ton of sleaze a ton of uh nudity in this one uh i wanted to throw out uh paula senator uh she was in eaten alive for umberto lenzi the classic must-see film emmanuel in america if you haven't mm. seen that uh, she was also in story story of a cloistered nun which we talked about before and a, a favorite of mine, Rico the Mean Machine. Really Ooh, good yeah. action movie with Chris Mitchum. Action exploitation movie with uh, uh, Chris Mitchum. Uh, yeah, big fan. 
Um, so this one sort of kind of kicks off with uh, the Cardinal telling Mother Superior to protect Countess Isabella from her uncle Don, her creepy uncle Don, who they're worried will corrupt her. And um, and so <laughs> the opening scene is so Joe D'Amato, not the opening <laughs> scene, but the beginning when the nuns are bringing the new clothes to Isabella and Isabella meets Mother Superior and just immediately shows her her titties without a work, <laughs> just drops, drops trow, shows her her titties. It's a really funny scene. Like I'll just put it that way. I'm like, even if I didn't know Joe D'Amato, if I didn't know this was a Joe D'Amato film and I was watching it for the first time, I'd be like, that's a Joe D'Amato film yeah, right there. <laughs> uh, we get tons of nudity, tons of sleaze here. Like I said, not a an overly sadistic nunsploitation movie. Again, there's a little bit of the you know, a little bit of gore as far as, you know, the typical whippings. And uh, there's a scene where uh, <laughs> the nun busts this girl, starts whipping her, and, like, it just immediately then just starts having sex with her. Like, it, it's just, like, that transition is just, like, immediate. She starts kissing and licking the wounds. And, and this just, is... And this is why Dan was always in trouble at Catholic school. <laughs> He's yeah. like, but they did that in the images of convent. <laughs> uh, there's all there's this uh, uh, pan statue that is apparently possessing the nuns. It's kind of uh, alluded to that they keep cutting to the 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 pan statue, and uh, uh, this one this one's hot. There's some hot scenes in this. If you're looking for spicy content, uh, yeah, Dan always is. Yeah, you're you're definitely there. Uh, Joe D'Amato takes you there. We're at this point of the exploitation genre where it is a little bit more uh, graphic, and uh, uh, yeah, there's a guy basically just seducing these women with his uh, possessed uh, demon dingus, and. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Not not the best film in terms of just like if you're looking for a serious non exploitation movie, but I like this quite a bit. There is a little bit of uh, where it slides into being an adult movie. It's not a full on like adult movie as far as actual uh, penetration. There is a wooden phallus at some point that is inserted and you know a few few shots like that but it's not like a full-on adult movie um and uh uh yeah it's just wild more more in the bump and grind for sure and i love it todd do you not love it todd joe damato doesn't get enough credit how many movies did he make that didn't at least entertain and he did do a lot of uh adults directly yes. adult <clears throat> stuff later i uh, yeah i remember a lot of the, the straight to video well shot on video i should say yeah from that era or well a little later on but yeah i i'm a fan of his and out of this box so far this is 100 my favorite there's no if anyone who's seen it would, would totally get it i think this is 100 a good entry point for like from this set yeah i'm gonna say this is a good entry point um 
it delivers everything I want in exploitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this also has, like I said, the great commentary by Cat Ellinger, who run even better than I could ever do, runs down the history of these films. And uh, she also has commentary over some of the deleted scenes as well. Uh, it's a safe bet. I feel like yeah. a lot of people watching this want them as sleazy as they get. And uh, this one's this one's pretty sleazy, but also funny. It's just an entertaining movie uh, at the end of the day. But definitely one, you know, probably don't want to watch it with a, a big group unless you're, you know, a bunch of asshole fiends like us here at Flesh Wound Features. But, well, uh, if that's the case, you throw in Psycho the remake, right, Dan? <laughs> mm, that is true that is true uh <laughs> it's hey, a butthole reference not a not there not is an there is an hache butthole nothing goes into it though so there is that well the, i don't know about now well definitely not now. you have to talk to ellen i don't know ellen's tell all well i i was there. making uh inappropriate yeah i know you were because you're a piece of shit Todd. <laughs> uh all <I'm> right just... <laughs> on that note uh, these are so hard to rate, but uh, I'm a four. Actually, no, I'm a four and a half. I was gonna say I'm, I'm a four and a half. Up. I was gonna I was gonna shame you into it, but so you made my job up. easy. I was like, <laughs> I can get you not giving it a five, but come on. <laughs> so that's four and a crowd, four and a half across the board. There we go. There we go. Uh, all right. So that was images in a convent. Moving on to our main event of the evening from 1980. Director Bruno Mattei and writer Claudio Fragasso. Uh, the true story of the nun of Monza. For their first fateful collaboration, director Bruno Mattei and writer Claudio Fragasso took the often filmed story of the 17th century heiress turned sinful sister Mariana Deleva and transformed its themes of religious and political hypocrisy into a celebration of desecration that remains one of the most bizarre, extreme, and blatantly blasphemous films in the genre. Zora Karova of Anthropophagus and Cannibal Ferox stars alongside Franco Garofalo of Hell of the Living Dead, Annie Carol Edel, Paolo Montanero, and uh, Franca Stapi uh, in this elusive, entertaining, and nasty nonsploitation that is definitely a Bruno Mattei film. Filmed back-to-back in the same convent with Mattei Fragasso's the Other Hell, also a very famous exploitation movie. Um, all right. So, yes, this was filmed back-to-back with Other Hell with basically the same cast. Um, Other Hell, like I said, very well-known. I think it was like one of the earlier ones that kind of came on DVD when yeah. a lot of people were kind of discovering. So that, that was a cherry buster, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, Shriek Show put out a ton of stuff from that. I know Images of a Convent was a Shriek Show disc. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one was too. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Other Hell definitely was, and I think this one yeah. was too, if I remember right. Um, and uh, it's always hilarious, uh, and we've lost so many just in recent years. It's always hilarious listening to uh, 
some of these uh, Italian directors, writers, producers, what have you, on the extra features, just casually talk shit about the other ones. Uh, I remember like little shots between uh, Ruggiero Dodato and Umberto Lenzi, like taking like these. You could tell like each one wanted that mantle of being like top uh, of the oh, cannibal yeah. genre. <laughs> they take little shots at each other. I always find the extras amusing. Uh, Claudio Fergasso has done that in the past on some extra features. Uh, he does tell a really hilarious story of the actor Franco Garofalo uh, being a house guest from hell for he and his wife. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty funny story. So you should definitely check. He was also in Hell of the Living Dead for uh, Claudio. Um and sounded like a really amusing character that, that yeah it's it's a pretty funny uh thing he talks about his his real daughter being in the scene uh in we're being boiled in a pot in the other hell <laughs> which i'm sure that's an interesting <laughs> conversation when she grew up right um, <laughs> And it's it's a, it's a good double with other hell. Like I said, a lot of the same cast. Uh, Paula Montanero, uh, rest in peace. She's no longer with us. Has some very spicy lesbian scenes in this film uh, that are quite hot. This was actually shot at the abandoned Santa Priscilla convent, uh, which uh, is also again other hell. I know. Uh, they, they were shooting this back to back. It was like Claudio would be shooting down down in the catacombs while uh, Bruno would be shooting uh, up, uh, you know, on the upper level. Uh, so it's pretty crazy how they made this work. I mean, that's that's pretty common nowadays. But uh, back then, when you, you, you know, film was very, a very different business at that time. It's pretty impressive what they were able to do. Um, so, uh, this is, this is the King kind of, as you go along here, we're in 1980, as you go along, it gets, uh, spicier and spicier. There's, this has it all, uh, in terms of the sex scenes, the sadomasochism, uh, it, it goes very, very, uh, very very hard uh very particularly offensive like this movie and they kind of address it in the special features really felt like they're trying to like really piss off the church <laughs> with, <laughs> with this one i'm not saying there's anything particularly deep here in terms of the social commentary uh but it is a lot of a lot of fun um and a lot more uh unpleasant once again, you know, there's some assault stuff in here. Uh, not that any of these movies are light and fluffy, but this one does get a little uh, nastier. There's some more. There's a little bit of gore in here. I wouldn't call it a horror film uh, by any means, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just good, old-fashioned, nasty fun, Todd. I love it. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I also love this one. I, I think I still slightly flavor the last one. Okay. But I mean, this one, like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's good. 
Would you would you call this one a good entry one? I'm trying to think. I, a lot just depends what you're looking for. I think. Um, yes. I mean, I'm I'm really sticking with something like The Devils. If you're like a diehard film fan, uh, the first you know 10 15 minutes or so of this show i do run down like if you really want a deep dive into like where it all kind of comes yeah. from is inspired by uh you can read some of the literature for sure and have a broader view of it um non-sploitation like i said it's a little more meaty than in theory anyways than something like uh women in prison films which are what yeah. they are they're not trying to i mean some films did try and kind of have a little bit of a message in there but uh you know same thing with the nazi exploitation stuff that was just you know making a world war ii themed uh uh i mean those also did very much go more into horror elements as far as you know genetically mutilated uh mutants going around assaulting women and everything i i think those are a little more graphic in general if you really break it down but uh you know the non-exploitation genre might be a bit more upsetting if you are a religious person which i don't see anybody mistaking these for a <laughs> i wanted film. passion of the christ <laughs> yeah yeah well there's a lot of whipping just and there's a lot of passion <laughs> yeah yeah i mean one might inspire, you know, movement uh, down below rather than, you know. <laughs> okay. Know. Maybe both. I don't know. We're not kink shaming. But, uh, yeah, uh, true story of the Nun of Monza. It's Bruno Mattei. I say it again. Mattei and D'Amato get a lot of shit. But this, this, as far as movies that I got nothing out of, I was never bored by a Joe D'Amato film. I was never bored by a Bruno Mattai film. Yes. Well, there may be a couple that were kind of, but maybe overall, he's got a, even the bad ones are entertaining, but there's a couple that are just. Yeah, I get it. But I get it. 99%. I can just have fun. With there's it. still a lot on D'Amato's uh, filmography that I'd like to see on Blu-ray. Uh, maybe someday, but uh, yeah. So. Let's go ahead and rate this one, Todd. Let's do it. Four stars. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I am too on this one. Uh, it, it's, yeah, so I, I definitely think the last one was my favorite of the bunch. The Hot, spicy, nun action. Yeah, it's going to win out. It's going to gonna get us up. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so I hope we get another box set. Like I said, there's, there's some, this is a good start it's not really a collection of the ultimate non-movies i mean once again uh as i had said before you should check out uh absolutely satanico pandemonium and alicarda the juan uh Lo the juan lopez uh moctezuma film both from 1975 i love alicarda so much uh school of the holy beasts from japan uh, is another really good one to check out. Obviously, I'm a Jess Franco lover. Uh, I, I've watched all of his films that are available, and uh, Letters of a, a Letters of a Portuguese Nun is definitely one you should check out. The Demons from '72. A lot of his stuff's on Blu-ray, and hopefully, we've given you a good guide yeah. to start you off on your nun exploitation journey. Uh, on that note, I believe that's all. 
I have for you tonight. Patreon.com slash Flesh Wound Features. All starts just a buck. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Hit that uh, thumbs up if you enjoy our content. And on that note, good night. Good evening. Thank <laughs> you.